Welcome to this bonus episode of the Rumble Pack podcast, uh, where Will wants to dive into a bit of a uh, subject that spells the end of a bit of an era in the history of his beloved Nintendo. It's not. It's more than. It's more than just the ending of an era. It's what it means for gaming in general. This is why I want to talk about it. It's not just the e-shops are closing. For the record, I want to talk about how Nintendo is announced they're shutting down the Nintendo 3DS and Nintendo Wii U e-shops, uh, which they announced the other day on Twitter and stuff. That is said uh, in March 2023, so it's a year away, the e-shops for the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U will shut. And you can still, uh, you'll, you'll still be able to go on there and re-download stuff you've bought, but the whole eShop will be shut down. So, anything, the, the you know, the, whatever you haven't bought, you can't buy it anymore. No more transactions. No, no more transactions. I think even in a few months from now, you can't, um, you can't like load money onto there with uh, gift cards and all this stuff or something like that. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like gradually shutting down. But I, and I wanted to talk about it because, and, and this has been spoken of, online for the last week by more more people more notable than than i uh on youtube and different things people have been talking about it in probably the same way i'm about to scomo um he might have putin uh <laughs> he uh <laughs> you've really thrown me with zane scomo people have been talking about it because it's not just the shops closing it's the fact that so many games that are only available digitally on these stores, fronts, will never be able to be purchased again. Mm. Like anyone that's never played these games will never be able to to buy them. Yeah. You know? And it's just it's just a real bummer, especially with the Nintendo Wii U. Their uh, Nintendo's virtual console on the Wii U, like their legacy content, is so much wider on there than it is on... Um, on the Nintendo Switch with the couple with the 3DS as well. So, the whole Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance libraries that you can buy on these systems individually, the games you want, like the the, uh, the ability to do that is now will just be gone because they don't, it doesn't exist on the Switch and you can't even buy any games on the Switch individually from their legacy pool. You have to have the subscription mm, and go yeah. in and use them. So, you don't even really own them. You're just streaming them almost. Yeah. Well, that's a bit probably the wrong yeah. term, but yeah. So, to start off this b- little bonus conversation, I wanted to read this quote. So, this was in the FAQ for the announcement for closing the eShops and Nintendo actually edited this question and answer out after. Mm. So, people caught on to it and this is what it said. This might spur the discussion a bit because this doesn't just involve Nintendo. So, uh, all right. So, it's first said, this is the question, sorry. Once it is no longer possible to purchase software in Nintendo eShop on Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, many classic games for past platforms will cease to be available to purchase anywhere. Will you make classic games available to own some other way? If not, then why? Doesn't Nintendo have an obligation to preserve its classic games by continually making them available for purchase. And that is how you deliver a succinct, frequently asked question. Yeah. Give the entire, give it a paragraph. Yeah. 
they actually put that in their own FAQ. Yeah, they should. That that's just a question, isn't it? That's a question. There's so, a couple of answers. That should be called. Cool. Uh, that's a frequently asked uh, paragraph, also known as a FAP. <laughs> oh, Luke. So these are the answers. Across our Nintendo Switch online membership plans, over 130 classic games are currently available in growing libraries for various legacy systems. The games are often enhanced with new features such as online play, which is fair that they are. We think this is an efficient way to make classic content easily available to a broad range of players. Within these libraries, new and long-time players can not only find games they remember or have heard about, but other fun games they might not have thought to seek out otherwise. We are currently, uh, and then we currently have no plans to offer classic content in other ways. What a wank. And then they got, and then they edited it out of the FAQ because oh. obviously what a dumb thing to put on your own FAQ for th- something that you obviously knew would get backlash. Yeah. So, what do you think? Firstly, what do you think of that, that statement from Nintendo? Well, uh, I just, uh, just the end of it, the fact that, yeah, some of the classics won't be available, available anymore. Mm. I just don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just really, it's really sad. I, they have to be made available somewhere, somehow. They have to be like just as a out of respect. I mean, yeah. how hard is it to make a 3ds, you know, uh, emulator in the Switch? You know, like as in for backwards compatibility. Mm. Um, that's a, that sort of thing. I think should have already been automatic um, because it's one of those weird. It's, it's almost lazy. It's it's almost lazy of the uh, developers now to not make things backwards compatible. It's like they did it for one generation, effectively. Well, you know, automatically now they're like tacking it on at the end like it's too hard. Yeah. You know. Well, it's unfortunate with Nintendo that they love to be so ambitious and creative with their consoles because it almost rids themselves of ha- being able to make things backwards compatible mm. a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I find it, you know, that's sort of a whole other discussion really. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just find it sad and bordering on disrespectful that they haven't found a solution at least already. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to say, all right, some of these games won't be available from 2023, which is a year away, at least they should have, they should be looking. Well, ma- make them available. Yeah. Oh, they don't make them, if they're not available now, say we're working on ways to make it available. I don't think you can ever, um, I don't think you can ever come out with something like that and not make them available. Like I don't, I don't mean as in, you know, tell them, you know, if, they, if they're not going to make them available, it's, yeah, that's one thing. Um, as in, you know, they, sh- they shouldn't come out and say, oh, uh, these will be, um, we might look at ways to make this available if they have no intention of it. Like, I understand, I appreciate the honesty in a way, but how could you not make them available? Uh, it's just, um, and I, I I mean, I can't I personally think of any games on there, um, you know, you might be able to that won't be available ever again. Um, but I don't know, you'd feel pretty miffed if you're a, you know, someone who developed a classic, you know, a hidden gem um, that people will discover later down the track, like so many games mm. do. We've discovered games well and truly, like, you know, years after their initial yeah. release. Um, yeah, it's just a bit, it's just a bit of a, it's a bit sad. It's particularly, uh, I think the outrage is particularly towards the classic content because like something like the 3DS, a game for the 3DS, I think most people can understand why that is a difficult thing to make work on something like Switch because 
it has two screens. The bottom screen's all touch controlled. Mm. So, I get why maybe that's too hard. But the whole... There is like over 100 um, Game Boy and Game Boy Color games available for individual purchase for about four or five bucks each on the Nintendo 3DS shop. And not only on the Switch can you not purchase the games, classic games you want individually, you have to have a subscription so you won't even have them own them forever. There's there's no uh, there's no actual that like Nintendo has never given us a certainty that they're bringing that system of classic games to the Switch at all. Mm. So once they go dark with these shops, then those games are just in limbo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like that, the classic content is one thing, but there are plenty of games from these shops that were made exclusively for them, even by Nintendo. There's a series called Push Block, which is very popular that's only there's a game on 3ds and a game on wii u only digital and only released digitally didn't release physically that will now just expire it'll be gone you know i just think it's very poor mm. it's very poor and the virtual console which is the name of this uh, you know the storefront where you buy the classic games pre-switch started on the wii um made its way to 3ds of course and then wii u and the wii u uh, offering of virtual console games was the biggest they ever did, um, which yeah included the Game Boy Advance library, which is, was never anywhere else and hasn't been since. And I think Nintendo got scared that the virtual console wasn't worth it mm-hmm. um, because the sales weren't been very good, right? But I think they're just confusing that with the fact that the Wii U tanked tremendously. Yeah, because there was only like 13 million Wii U's in the world. Mm. So, like, not many people wouldn't wouldn't have been even playing the Wii U for starters to go in there and buy the virtual console game. So, I think it's it wasn't a good reflection. And now they've gotten rid of that system. They've got Nintendo Switch Online, which, yeah, again, is fun because, you know, we've played um, some 64 games online even recently and it's actually, it is fun. But it's, uh, I don't know, I'm just, it just bums me out. It really bums me out. Yeah, that's fair and enough too. I think this what's happening, it also lends towards the other systems. Like, you need to look at what the other companies are doing to try and figure out what's going on in the gaming landscape for this stuff in general because I think it was last year, Sony announced they were going to close down the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita stores. Yeah. And there was tons of backlash online and they decided to to not do it. Right, okay. So, they're still up. Yeah, and I don't think Nintendo will change their mind because they're way more stubborn. But mm. you know, at, at least PlayStation is listening. And then you've got, uh, sorry, but then PlayStation's not offering any way to play any games um, from uh, from behind the PS4 on the PS5 yeah. at all. Mm. So like, what? Yeah, sure, they're not closing those stores, but not they're not doing anything to actually help preserve classic, their, even their classic content. Yeah, yeah. It's literally being stuck forever on those old stores. Yeah. Mm. Like, why is the why does the PS5 not have the ability to just put in PS1, 2, and 3 discs and just play them? Yeah, I know. It's a disc reader. Yeah. Just program it to read the discs. Yeah. Isn't it that hard? It's ridiculous. Like I, like, I know the internals would have to be 
like you'd have to program the way to read those discs so it actually projects or whatever. Mm. But for Christ's sake, they're PlayStation, Sony, they can do it. Yeah, exactly. Why are they doing it? Yeah, and it is. Um, and like I said, I think for the 360 and PS3 era to PS4 and Xbox One, um, like, yeah, so 360 and, and PS3 came with backwards compatibility to some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think, oh, good, that makes great sense. Now we can, you know, bring all these old games forward and play them now. Get to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, and I'm more, I know more about the Xbox One, but backwards compatibility didn't come out to about three or four years into its life. And they slowly introduced games to the point where now basically everything's is back, you know, on the 360 can be played on the Xbox One. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's almost as if they were too good at it to start with and then they suddenly realize like, oh, wait, no, it's actually really difficult. We don't want to do this anymore. So, you did it once, fine, on, yeah. a, on a, a machine that exploded on everyone all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't really understand why it's so hard to at least... Um, you know, just to launch it with the ability to read a previous disc. It's not like, like imagine being annoyed at someone for buying a PlayStation Five and then playing PlayStation One games. Mm. It's like they still bought the PlayStation Five. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna. It's literally gonna make them happier to progress with it. It's. It, it's um. I don't know. It's a bit of a conundrum for me. Oh, for you as well, obviously. <laughs> for some reason, Xbox is the one company out of all of them that seems to be doing it somewhat the right way. Yeah. All the companies because- Game Pass and all that. Well, yeah, with Game Pass, but a lot of the um, classic 360 and Xbox original games that you can put a disc in for, they actually offer them now digitally to buy individually Mm. on the store. So, they're actually preserved all the way through to the modern day from games that come out in in 2001. Yeah. You know, but- I just don't know why, like PlayStation's one thing because PlayStation has a lot of franchises that were for the PlayStation 1 and 2, but they were made from outside companies. It's not like Sony themselves had this big Sony Studios library then like they do now. Mm. But Nintendo has the most historic library of games they've, you know, from a creator in all of the game. Mm. And people mm. want to be able to play the old games on the current system always. Like, it's just people's what people do. They're nostalgic. Yeah. It's like sure. watching a buddy. It's like buying a, a Blu-ray of a movie that you watched 30 years ago just so you can keep up, keep yeah. it, you know? It's yeah. no different. Mm. Uh, and I just don't know why they don't at least offer ways to re even just repurchase the games you want. Like, or um, bringing stuff that you've bought digitally through with your account like like these companies always they always want accounts to be integrated into everything as one ecosystem but then for some reason with nintendo every single bloody thing you do is 10 different steps and different whatevers and then now they're adding subscriptions in and Mm. yeah it is too much kills me it's too much it's counterintuitive uh, i think and uh it just uh, like, yeah, like I said, they seem to be the gaming industry seems to be stumped by things that they nailed ten years ago. Yeah, uh, they they do they always do really weird things. Mm. Um, well, this yeah, what's this is exactly why 
buying things digital is scary mm. because like I've bought a bunch of stuff on my 3DS digital, a lot of classic games, a lot of Game Boy games on there. If I happen to trade that in, for instance, thank God I didn't. If I, for instance, traded that in when I bought my Switch, right, because I want to upgrade to the new system, like, you know, that's the old one technically. I want the newest thing. I want to keep progressing. All of the digital purchases that I made would cease to exist anymore. Yeah, you'd have Because no they don't come with it. me. Yep. So, it's like... And that's in the digital age is what we're living in and, and keep moving towards. And Game Pass is a great service. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But nothing is lasts forever. And Game Pass will eventually be gone yeah. in some capacity, as will Nintendo Switch Online and all those classic games subscription, you know? Mm. So, what happens when they, just, when they go? Then you just don't have them anymore. Mm. And you paid all this time just to have access which you know I do because I want to play them on the switch but uh, I could just yeah I could go on and not this is a very yeah. negative bonus but I just it's mm. just a frustrating thing for them to do and I understand that the 3DS and Wii U wouldn't be played very regularly anymore by the majority of the world but they should a company like Nintendo should work to preserve all the games in their catalog they've ever made for not just to please the fans, but literally for historical reasons because they're a very historic company. And there's no middleman. It's not like they have to go to another developer and say, hey, can, we, can you let us own your game and put it on the store? They literally developed the games. Yeah. They, they own have the code. They own them. Yeah. <laughs> literally have the code. Exactly. You just, need, you just need to retool a little bit to run on Switch. Mm. I know that sounds easy just saying it, like it might be harder than it sounds, but- I'm sure Nintendo has the resources and money to have a whole team that just does it. Yep. And they might already, but but they're doing that for Nintendo Switch Online. Mm. I'd love it if they had a paid a, a, a separate option that from Nintendo Switch Online where you could just buy the individual games that you want. Because mm. I know that's still digital, but at least you have some sense of ownership on it. Yep. And I can't see Nintendo... I know up to this point, I was just saying like they bounce around all the time. Different pl- platforms have a whole different systems, but the Switch is very modern and so successful. I can't imagine what they've implemented there won't follow on to the next system and keep going because the Switch is like a it's a big it's like a big phone. Mm. So I feel like they just can they'll probably just release iterations of it from now because so so it's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, I can't imagine like a digital purchase won't come with you, but knock on wood because they'll probably find a way to stuff it up. An extendable screen. Sit in your pocket and then you just pull these Joy-Cons apart and vroom, screen in the middle. <laughs> Maybe it'll turn into VR. Maybe. Yeah. You spoke about VR. Wrap it around your face. <laughs> yeah. Slap it on there. Bang. As a face hat. Yeah, as a face hat, not mm. a face mask. Mm. Mm. So, as a sort of following up question to what we just talked about i wanted to ask you what some legacy titles from back in the day that you'd enjoy buying on the on your modern system so like say the playstation 5 like or or the xbox or switch what are some games from the 90s or early mid early 2000s that you loved as a kid that you'd love to 
just have a copy of to play any time on the on the current system. Physical or digital? Either. I mean, either, but digital would likely be the way it would be uh, that would come to it. Yeah. Well, I think because I've just come back to PlayStation on the PlayStation Five. There's and given you know I had PlayStation One and Two growing up. I think there's basically you know thirty legacy titles really that I'd love to just be able to play all the time. I do have some, a lot, quite a few copies. I have more PlayStation Two games still, and uh, half mm. of my PS One games. Um, I think I, I can't think of anything in particular that hasn't like you know so Crash and Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the original trilogies have both been you know redone and brought to the oh yeah, yeah the last generation which yeah. is close enough given their um their art style it's, yeah. that'll always look good still yeah there's there's always something about the original but mm. if you had like we'll take those yeah definitely yeah. Oh, especially <laughs> um especially I think. Well, no, both of those remakes are just fantastic, especially the music and just the yeah. art. It's just really fun, um, great remakes um, or remasters. Um, I'm trying to think. I think, um, well, even things like, you know, Mortal Kombat, Shaolin Monks, that would be epic if it was done, like, if we could play online today together and all that sort of thing because it's mm. a split screen or not even split screen, it's on the same one screen co-op. Uh, but I, there'd be so many games that I just well you know both of us are nostalgic I'm particularly nostalgic and love to go back to things to play you know growing up played things like five times yeah. um, every single game <laughs> um, you know I guess if I look back to my favorite you know favorites in probably you know since the PS2 era but into uh, you know Red Dead Redemption 1 and Bioshock and Bioshock 2 Infinite um, that's getting more recent but the, if they weren't remastered um, Red Dead Redemption hasn't been, but if the Bioshock games in particular weren't remastered for the previous generation, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, um, and I didn't have access to them, you know, because the discs wouldn't play or they just weren't available on the store, like, what would that would just, you'd feel like hollow. Yeah. Really. Um, the f- if there's ever, because a, a lot of people do sell their old games, of course, um, mm. and, and consoles. So, but a lot of PS One, the PS One games play on PS Two, so there's still that for me. But yeah, like you know, if you if I had have gone the path that I did with my PlayStation One, and thought no, I don't need this, I've got the new thing, I'll just sell it, and I didn't quite understand things as I do now in terms of that not everything is going to be accessible forever, like we've just spoken about. I um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's actually a bit sort of not scary to think about, but quite sad to think of yeah some of those old games that we grew up playing just never being available again Mm. Uh, and for someone who owned the 3ds you know maybe someone's favorite game of all time was a a gem that's only digitally available on that yeah it's likely yeah um it's just a it's just very sad and um yeah like i mean say for you know a 20 a 20 to 30 year old console not being made anymore being rare to find, but they're still out there somewhere. Yeah, you can't, the games might be difficult to find and all that. You, you accept that, oh, okay, you know, we've moved on to other things now. They're still out there somewhere being loved by someone, but, you know, I can't really find them or access, access them. I'd love to, but I can't. But you still mm. know it's a possibility. If you knew that it was just never going to be available <laughs> or you just couldn't play something that's right in front of you again um, in this digital age where everything should really be uploaded onto these stores. Mm. 
Um, it would just be sad. Yeah. I don't know. Like if you, you know, if we have kids, oh, we will have kids together. Um, when <laughs> when they um, when they're you know growing up, and we imagine they'll be playing video games. Um, there's so you know there's so many of these, especially you think yes, yeah, Spyro, Mario, Zelda, yeah, Crash. I'd hate for them to miss out on that. Banjo, Banjo would be a great one. Yeah, for them to play. Um, yeah. even if it was the original version, still be awesome for them to play. Yeah, if you, oh, if you, mate, yeah. my kids are playing the original versions. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I preserve all this stuff, especially yeah. the '64. Mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <clears throat> just to think of those sort of things being lost. Yeah, because well, of the- a careless. A careless developer thinking, oh, we're not going to back them up anyway. Yeah. The problem yeah. as well is that with, um, with, if something's not available digitally anymore, like say, like when they close the 3DS store and you can't even buy a 3DS, um, like a proper 3DS game anymore digitally, the price of that game physically on the second hand market will go up tremendously. Because the only way to access it is to buy it off someone on eBay or whatever. If there's no option to buy it digitally, the prices skyrocket. So, Mm. like your PS1 games that you don't have anymore, if you want to go online and buy a copy and they're not available on any other storefront, then the price will be marked up like crazy. Mm. And And the sad thing, and like I don't necessarily do it, but I'm not against doing it to my... Um, 3ds and where you after the stores close next year is that people resort to um, hacking systems and emulation and just mm. downloading all the games on there from from the internet mm. because why would they you know why would they bother giving the money over when they're not going to offer it forever or whatever which I don't yeah I don't do it generally but I'm not like I'm not against it I understand why mm. people would do that. Yeah, because well, the game company's not making the money from them anymore by yeah. that point. So, but the companies aren't reliable enough. You can't rely on them to keep all of your games safe. No, especially digitally. You can't. So it's like it's, a, even mentioning before, uh, Microsoft slowly rolling out backwards compatibility on the Xbox One. Yeah. You're just waiting. It was actually like I remember wanting Red Dead Redemption to come on so I could play it again. Um, just because I had my 360 packed up at the time. Mm. And I don't want to turn that roaring jet engine on. <laughs> um, and I'd turn on, you know, I'd be sitting there waiting for Red Dead to come on. And I didn't even, I probably played it again, half of it. But I didn't really want to play it again. I just wanted to know that it's there to be played mm. if I can. You know, like it's just a bit, it's unsettling to think you can't yeah. you know, when you love the game so much. Personally, if there was any game from back in the day that I'd love to be able to buy on the newest system, which technically I have on the 3DS, you could buy them, but I want to. I want them on my Switch. I always. I want it on the newest thing, where it's um, most accessible. Is uh, like Pokemon Gen 2. Like if we could play oh, yeah. Gen 2 Pokemon on the Switch by legal means of actually just buying it off them. Perfect. Yeah. Something like that, you know. But there's tons of games unreleased um, on the Switch yet. <laughs> That I'd love to play, or any system, but uh, you know, we can't have it all. We can't have it all. I'm just glad, like the the Game Boy Advance library is great. I hope that that makes it to Switch one day. If it has to be through Nintendo Switch Online um, subscription, fine. Um, I'd love to buy them just things separately. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Game Boy Advance library is great. And one game that I love playing, actually, maybe my like second favorite Pokemon game after. 
um, like Chris Gen 2. His Pokemon Pinball uh, Ruby and Sapphire editions, the second edition of Pinball, it's such a good game and I have it on my Wii U. But I don't want to bust out... My, I mean, my Wii is plugged in, but I don't want to have to play my <laughs> Wii U and change all the plugs every time just to play freaking Pinball <laughs> on the massive gamepad and the screen. I want to play Pokemon Pinball on my Switch on the train to work. But it does keep your Wii U alive. It does. That's one of the main reasons it's alive. Yeah, that game. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because it, it bums me out that the the big corporations don't think about this as much as the consumers do mm. and and like we we want it's annoying because something like a classic game coming to switch like we actually want the option to buy something from you but you're not giving it yeah like you, the people want to spend money but they don't do it yeah that's just that's just bizarre mm it is bizarre. So, anyway, I've, I could rant. I could probably keep going for another half an hour, and it'll just turn into just mush. But Te- uh, tears. Yeah, but I mean, look, I love the three S and Wii U, and my systems aren't going anywhere, and neither are any of my games that are installed on them. So, I'll always be able to come back to them. But I will be purchasing a few things that on there that I'll never be able to get again before the stores close, which, I mean, I've got a year, so it's not like it's urgent today. Mm. But there is a few games on there that I'm going to that I'm gonna pick up before it's, before it's gone. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. No, no other thoughts? No, I'm bonused out. I'm <laughs> bonused out. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any thoughts on it, let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Real Rumble Pack. Seriously, let us know. If you think we're just big sooks, <laughs> and we should just get on with it and play the newer stuff, then tell us because there's technically some merit to that as well. Yeah. But not enough. Yeah. If you want to punish us for talking about backwards compatibility not being available and, you know, refusing just to go back to the old consoles, hit us up on MySpace. <laughs> Look, if you're someone out there that couldn't give us stuff about the old systems and just wants to play the newest ones and play Cod Warzone or whatever, then enjoy seeing your... Six, seven-year-olds playing the bloody um, PlayStation 10, playing COD when they're six or something, (laughs) while we're going to be at home watching our kids play Super Mario 64 as their first game or Crash or Spyro for you as their very first game. And it'll be on the official uh, console, official disc or cartridge. Magic. Yep. And then they'll grow into be as incompetent adults as us. (laughs) The cycle continues. Well, that's a very sad way to think of that. Oh, we're still alive, aren't we? Yep, we are. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. See you on the next one. Farewell. <laughs>